देखे शाम को गाया नेक्स्ट ईयर श्री गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मनु मुकर सुधारी बर नौ रघुबर विमल जसु जो दायकु फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जानिखे सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु मोहे हरहु कलेश बिकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीसोक महावीर विक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवार सुमति के संगी कंचन बरन विराज सुबेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ ब्रज और ध्वजा राजे कादे मूज जने साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजगबंदन विद्यावान गुणी अति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया सीता बन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरी दिखावा विकट रूप धरी लग जरावा बीब रूप धरी असुर सहारी राब चद्र के काज सवारी लाय सजीवर लखद जियाय श्री रघुबीर हर शिउर लाय रघुपति की दी बहुत बढ़ाई तुब प्रिय भरत सब भाई सहस बदन तुम रोज से गावे अस कई श्रीपति कंठ लगावे नारद सारद सहित राजीषण बार लगेश्वर भय सब जग जान जुग सहस्र जो जन पर भानु मधुर फल जानु प्रभु बोद्रिका बैली बुख भाई चल दिलागी गए अचरच राई दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे तेते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे ओतना आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे लही तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक आगते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे दासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान चुड़ावे वचन ध्यान जो लावे सपर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे ताप तुम्हारा 
है प्रसिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तो बरखवार असुर निकंदन राम दुलारे अष्ट से दिनों के दाता अस पर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम रे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम रे भजन राम को पावे जनब जनब के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबरपुर जाय जहा जन बहारी भक्त कहाय और देवता चित्तर धरही अनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करे संकट कटे बिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल पीरा जय 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 हनुमान गोसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाय जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंदी बहा सुख हो जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा होए सिद्धि सा की गौरी सा तुलसी दास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हे देव हेरा पवतने संकट हरन मंगल मूरति रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर उमापति महादेव की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सतन की जय Happy Shivratri yesterday was Shivratri so let's start with a short story which is probably not related to this or probably it is we'll see now when ram jalap happened right it happens again and again and shivji was sitting up there and he said that now my ram is 5 years old and i want to go and live with him now parvati ji was sitting with shivji on kalash And she got really upset. She said, "Oh my God, you cannot go anywhere. Half the time you are in samadhi. Now you want to leave me and go and live with Ram. If this happens, you will not find me when you return. So you are not going anywhere." So Shivji says, "Calm down, calm down. I am not going anywhere. Just see what is going to happen." And suddenly, he from one of his eleven rudras turned. one of the rudras into a small little monkey and that was no other than hanuman so this little hanuman and then parvati was looking at her him and she was amazed she said that is also shiv this is also shiv what is play going to play the dabru and what is going to dance so she said i am not going to sit here i also want to come with you and i want to see what happens over there But Shivji says, "Don't worry. I'll give you divya chakshu. You'll be able to sit here. It's like a live streaming. You'll be able to sit here and see what is happening down there in Ayodhya. So just sit here and enjoy the show." Parvati ji was amazed. She started touching the legs of Shiva. She said, "Look, what is your Maya? You, Shiv, him, Shiv, both of you together in different rooms are going to go and entertain Ramji." She said, "This is not my Maya. It is his Maya." and with such 
desperation because Shivji was waiting to go and live with Ramna. And so he went down. And what happens when the Damru starts playing? The minute the Damru starts playing and the monkey is there, when the Madari comes, the first people to get attracted to the sound of the Damru are the kids. So all the children in Ayodhya came out along with Ram, Lakshman, Shatrugan and Bharat. All of them, they came out and they just wanted to look at the beautiful show. So Shivji started playing and Hanumanji, he looked at Ram and he knew that his birth had been only to serve Ram. There was no other reason for his creation. And Shivji himself was overwhelmed that he was able to see that divine once again at the age of four and five. Many people decided to look at Ramji at the age of four and five. We saw in Ramaya that Kagvasundi also came at that age. So he is standing there and he is playing the Dabru. And Hanumaji is dancing with tears in his eyes. And Ramji is clapping and laughing and he is enjoying. And the, everybody up there, Raja Dashrath, down there, all the queens, all the entire Ayodhya is mesmerized. After all, they would be. When Shivji is the Madari and Hanumaji is the Bandar, and when they are playing, who all would not be mesmerized? So entire universe stopped, stayed still to see what will happen next. And then suddenly, Lord Shiv, he tugged at Hanuman. He stopped playing and he asked Hanuman to stop. Hanumanji stopped dancing. Shivji stopped playing. And he said, now I am going. Now Hanumanji looked at Ramji. He said, I have come to stay with you. And now this Shiv Baba is going to take me away. Do something. How can you let me go? The entire objective was for me to come and stay with you. Now Ramji looked at Hanubaji and through the language of eyes, he said, okay. And he started crying. Now when he started crying, he nudged Bharat. Bharat started crying. Then from there, Bharat nudged Shatrugan. Shatrugan started crying. He and Lakshman started crying. The entire four children were crying very loudly. When they started crying, all the other children started crying. And then suddenly, Raja Dashrath shouted from upstairs, what's the problem? Why are the children crying? He said, no, they were watching the show. The show is over and they are crying and we are trying to pull them inside. They are not going. So Raja Dashrath said, okay, what do the children want? They said, they want that monkey. But how can we keep a monkey in the king's house? Will it look good? Raja Dasha said, what will not look good? Just give whatever Shivji wants and take the monkey. So these Matajis went. First of all, they were pulling the children away. And now they suddenly wanted the monkey. So now Shivji also decided to become arrogant. She said, what do you want? Can you please give us the monkey? He said, this monkey is not for sale. He is, he is through him, I earned my livelihood. How can I give this monkey to you? He said, see, we'll give you whatever you want. They got diamonds and rubies and everything. Now, these poor mothers did not know who were they giving the diamonds and rubies to. Shivji himself, who by just merely looking at a mountain, can turn it to, to diamond, rubies, gold, whatever he wants. The one through which the entire universe comes into being can be given anything. And then... They started pleading and Shivji started negating. He said, no, 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 I don't want, I can't give my monkey this and that. 
And he said, fine, fine, fine. If you're insisting so much, let me tell you, there is a very big problem with my monkey. He said, what? This monkey needs to dance every day. And somebody has to play the dabru. And if we don't play the dabru, this monkey will fall ill. So you have to play the dabru so that he can dance. Who in your family can actually play the dabru and make the monkey dance? Oh, then Kaushalya said, oh, yes, 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 you are very right. You please take him away. We don't want him. It's all right. It's all right. And they started pulling Ramji away. When Ramji caught hold of Shivji's dabru, and he started playing the dabru. When he started playing the dabru, Hanumanji started dancing with joy. Not only Hanumanji, Shivji started dancing with joy. Up there, Raja Dashrath started dancing with joy. The entire Praja started dancing with joy. Over here, slowly, even the Queen started dancing. And all the little brothers started dancing with joy. And he played, and he played, and he played, and he played. And he looked at his mother, Kaushalya. And she asked, Subha, what do you think? Can I play the Dabru? You know, right? Now I can play the Dabru. So is it okay? Can I keep that Paki now? Kaushalya smiled and he said, stop it. Stop playing it. You are exposing everybody else also, along with yourself. Don't do this. And without taking anything, Ram Shivji gave the monkey, Hanubanji, to Ramji. And Shivji suddenly disappeared. There on it is said that Hanubaji lived in Ayodhya with Ramji till Ramji actually went off for Gurukul studies and later on for killing Tatka. And at that time, he asked Hanubaji to go back and help Raja Sukriv because he was having a problem with his brother Pali. It's a very small simple story but the essence of this is very very deep Ravji, Shivji and Hanubaji together putting forward a show and they are showing us something that we need to see very clearly what is it that they are trying to tell us what is Shivji telling Parvati what is Hanubaji speaking what is Ramji saying and what is Kaushalya indicating at as him exposing everybody else and the self and saying stop playing? What is it? What is this entire story indicating? Yes, of course, the love of Shivji for Vishnu and Ram and the love of Hanubaji. Hanubaji was actually made to serve Ram only, right? And Ramji himself. What is this entire... If you look deeper into the story, what does it try to tell us? What does it try to tell us? What is Shivji? What does Shivji actually stand for? We keep saying, right? Become like Shiv. Be like Shiv. We keep saying, Shivoham, Shivoham. What does Shivji actually stand for? What does Hanubanji actually stand for? What does Ramji actually stand for? When we say so many festivals and we say Mahashivratri, what is the objective of Mahashivratri? Why? Why? Okay, refraining from food and staying awake at night, 
the energies are definitely very high what what is the main objective connecting to the higher self connecting to the higher self yes definitely that is what else hanubanji is nothing but bhakti right practicing the quality prabhu yes hanubanji is nothing but bhakti what is rab rab is a self and what is shiv what is that shiv we say right when if you look at the shastras they'll say shiv is through which the entire thing comes into projection it is clearly mentioned in this book also when they are talking about shiv ji where is it i will find it shiv ji is him through which everything comes the source of the universe is shiv he is the source of the universe and when he is the source of the universe everything is in him right when he is telling parvati that i am not going to go and stay there in this form see what i am going to do he takes one of his rudras now there are thousands and thousands of rudras through which the universe is made he takes one rudra and makes him hanuman he's just nothing but shiv and then shiv hanuman ji said i have come to stay with you only ram bhakti is always to stay with the lord right so the entire universe which is created by lord shiva is only to reach that divine there is no other reason for it and this is what the three of them are telling us in such a small way and when we say mahashivratri it is only that please go back to your own source that is shiv you are nothing but shiv because he is the one through which everything comes out and the only objective of our existence is to unite with our our higher self or the lord there is no other actually in one word or one line the entire essence of the entire creation is to unite with the this entire story is telling just this and what is that dumbru when he starts playing everybody starts dancing that is grace he is always playing the dumbru she says right don't start playing it we all will get lured we all will get exposed we all will forget that we have different roles to play right now don't do that stop stop and you are exposing yourself also you can keep your bhakti with you so mahashivratri is just trying to tell us this is your objective nothing else and this is something that we should remember every second of the day that everything that we are doing is for only reuniting with ourselves and that divine so if we have that objective in mind every day every day becomes mahashivratri every day becomes mahashivratri so with this story 
of Shivji will enter Srimad Bhagavat Mahapurana again. Now in Bhagavatam, we have started the section of portion. Portion is nurturing. Nurturing this divine state that we again talked about. The divine state of the self, the state of being, the state of oneness with the Lord. So what nurtures it? The name of the Lord nurtures it. So that we did in the first three chapters. That what is the importance of the name of the Lord which nurtures that divine state, right? So name of the Lord, if you keep taking the name of the Lord, it helps you stay established in the knowledge of Shivoham. I am Shiv. There is nothing else but me. And I am meant to realize the true self. So every time when we are chanting the name of the Lord, He is cleansing us, purifying us, reminding us that you are me. You are just like me. You are me and your purpose of existence is to become like me. Is to know me, is to be me. Tattvamasi, Ahambrahmasmi, nothing else. Everything else is futile. Everything else is a situation you have been put into so that you can know yourself. There is no other reason for what is happening around you. In your previous birth, you had chosen this situation so that you can further your spiritual journey. That's it, full stop. So we saw that ticket, first three. So this is portion. Now what else can be the portion? Now while he was talking about portion, Raja Parikshit is now talking to Shukdevji. Now what, who is Raja Parikshit? Raja Parikshit is the grandchild of Arjun, the son of Abhimanyu. Shukdevji is the son of Vedvyas and a disciple of Raja Janak. So now Raja Parikshit has only 7 days to live. So he has so many questions to ask. So many a time what he does is he interrupts the flow and he asks. So when he, we were talking about something he suddenly interrupted the flow and he said my God how can I atone for all my sins? There must be a way. So they taught, started talking about sins. And then he said okay so there are different different realms in which hells exist. And then they suddenly ta- started talking about geography. And now, Shukdevji is bringing him back to the lineage which he was talking about after Sarga, Visarga. Then he talked about Stiti and now he is talking about Potion. So he is going back to the lineage and he is saying, See, we were talking about the lineage of Priyavrat, right? We completed it with Bharat and it went on. And he is saying that there was this Raja Daksh, if you remember. Raja Daksh was who? Sati's father. In that initial first Manvantar, right? And then there was a fight and everything happened. He was beheaded and he got a goat head. It just so happened that when he got the goat head, he could not live for very long. He was feel, he felt very awkward about his goat head. He repented and he did his tapasya and he left his body. right? And he was reborn as the son of the Prachetas. You know, the 10 Prachetas, the son of Prachinda Bharishi, right? And these Prachetas had the son named Daksh. They married Marishi, the daughter of a nymph who was nurtured by the plants. Remember when the Prachetas came out and they got so angry because the entire earth had turned into a jungle and they started destroying all the plants. When Brahmaji and the moon god came in and they consoled him and he said, why don't you marry her? Because everybody is one, everybody is needed. So why don't you marry her and take forward your lineage instead of fighting and destroying. 
So they married her and they had a son called Daksh again. Now Daksh, Raja Daksh is said to have already been born and had come to existence in the first Manavantar. But he did not carry forward any lineage in that Manavantar. What he actually did was he knew that the next in one of the Manavantars he will have to take forward the job of creation. So if he wanted a very nice lineage he would have to invest into a lot of tapa. So not only just imagine how much a Manvantar is 71 and a half chakra of yugas. He sat there and did tapas for so many Manvantars and then he came and he realized that now the creation has to start. So Raja Parikshit is saying oh so he was dormant. He said yes he was preparing for the right strong lineage to come and when he thought that he was ready he sat down and he wanted to do the work of creation. Raja Parikshit is listening and he said then what happened to Shukadevji? He said he tried to create just like Brahmaji but Brahmaji at his time was unable to create anything concrete right and what did he have to do he had to go back to the lord pray to the lord and get his grace and his power in order to go in the direction of creating manu and shatarupa in the same way raja daksh was unable to create any stool any creation which was tangible and he did not know what to do so he thought that the creation has to be taken forward i have to populate the earth but somehow my power or my spirituality is not enough to actually create human beings with my mere thought. The minute I think, the world comes into existence. The minute I stop thinking, it goes back into me. How will it sustain? How do I sustain this world? So he sat down in prayers, just like Brahmaji. He sat down and he started praying to the Lord. Over here, the first thing that's Shukdevji starts with is Prajapati's prayers to the Lord. Now he is calling the Lord when all else fails, right? We will try our best in all ways and we think that everything is in our control. When the Lord himself tells in Gita, nothing is in your control. We still have this false notion and false ego which tells us that we can make a difference when we can't. He does not need us to make a difference. He is capable on his own to direct everything the way he wants to. But we hold on to our false ego and say, Ki kar sakta So Daksh again was holding on to this thing that I can on my own take further the creation, take forward the creation in the direction I want. But it, not, it did not work. So again, what did he do? Just like Brahmaji, he turned back to the Lord. Finally, when beaten, broken, everything, he turned back to the Lord. And just imagine when he prays, it shows what all he has realized in practicing and trying to achieve what he wants to achieve, thinking that he can achieve it on his own. Thinking that he is a doer. The biggest illusion that we have is that we are the doers. When we are not, we are mere puppets in the hand of the Lord. Or we, it's better to say we are flutes in his hands and he plays the music. Right? All we have to do is empty ourselves 
he'll decide how he wants to fill us and what kind of a music is supposed to come out of what kind of an instrument or what kind of a flute will play what kind of a music but what we do is we try to fill ourselves we leave no space for the lord to enter so he said just empty yourself your work is to empty yourself the rest will follow so now daksh understood he had been trying and trying and nothing is happening so it is time to empty myself and call for help and what does he do is he starts praying and the prayers the prayer is na- named as hamsagwa hamsagwa it is a secret prayer and he is calling the lord prajapati is praying and directing his thoughts towards the lord and if you summarize what he has to say it is very very beautiful and in this, in simple terms i have tried to put it down and we'll read it and we'll just briefly discuss it object of senses to be real he is beyond cognition he has realized that the people who think that the object of senses whatever we can see feel think from our senses is real they will never achieve the lord if you think by your analytic analytical thinking your mind your intellect your research your analysis your tapa you can get to lord you can't because he is beyond the object of senses he is beyond our thinking he is beyond our imagination so if a person thinks that this world is real and through this world i can achieve him he can't this is his first realization in his prayers he says that i have realized that i can't then lord is not elsewhere he lives in all of us so why are we searching from him for him everywhere else he is in us as our friend the search should end there he is there all the time as our friend dwelling in us and he is the observer he is looking at everything and he is perceiving everything and he cannot be delusioned about anything because he is the witness of what it is what is happening so he is not elsewhere somewhere he is in us in spite of the fact that we can't know him through our senses and he is the one who is observing everything that is happening and he does not fall into the notion of perceptions ki acha hua bura hua ye hua wo he is neutral he is a neutral witness to whatever is happening around him so that is the lord raja dakshas calling for and he knows now just imagine he saying that i am trying to achieve you i am trying to reach you but at the same time i know that you are infinite and you are unknowable nobody can know you and you are infinite the limited capacity of our brain cannot capture your essence even even to the milli miniest second it can't capture us it so he's telling you i don't know you nobody can know you you are infinite so this is what he has understood but he says the pure mind is far from the world world of names and forms now we can assess our mind how pure is it how do we see the world do we see the world in names and forms we do right so that means our mind is not pure a pure mind is beyond the difference of name and form that pure mind has the capacity 
of possibly experiencing him but till you are involved in that mind of me and pure names and forms experiencing the lord is not possible this is his. then he says again pure intellect now mind is the monkey mind right intellect is the focused one he said even that pure intellect who is trapped in the ego of the smaller self right me me as the body and who does not comprehend that me is not the body me is that big divine self again cannot know you because a pure intellect will know that there is no me there is only one and it is there that's it so a pure mind a pure intellect we have who have gone beyond the me as the limited self to that me as the cosmic reality to me as name and forms to me beyond name and forms is the one who can realize you and then he is found in the joy of liberation when the maya has been negated totally he can only be found when you have 100% negated maya how do you negate maya and we have always said how do we negate maya by doing the cause and effect analysis and by reaching to the root cause because everything that we see are symptoms right what is the main cause of all the ailment right the doctors they try they some things are symptomatic treatments some are they go to the root cause and identify it so this cause and effect is same when you start doing the cause and effect analysis you'll start eliminating everything as being real it is very simple when you sit down and consciously think you will be able to come to the conclusion that everything else is false only that one is real so whenever you are in a situation start the cause and effect analysis and where will the cause lead the cause is that one only so through that cause and effect analysis when you have eliminated maya totally what is maya maya is nothing but duality right so you have to totally negate maya when you negate maya what happens there are no names and forms there are no two there is only one but then he is also all the names and forms just imagine abhi tak he has negated all the names and forms but he is saying are but you are all the names and forms isn't it everybody is you every form is yours only just like shiv ji decided to take the form of hanuman ji everything is you so when everything is your name and form and then he goes on to say that words intellect sense and mind cannot be his true nature can this be words intellect sense mind can it be the true nature of that divine no he is beyond their perfect perception he is in every name and form but yet he is not confined to the name and form he is beyond it and again he goes on to say all that happens is brahman now when i was reading the book of akhandanand ji and he beautiful beautifully puts it there is no demon in our philosophy all is god everything that is happening is nothing but the lord be it good or be it bad there is no philosophy of demon rakshasas nothing 
whatever whoever anybody is being motivated to do anything is but the lord and the way they have put it is wherever from where whatever motive by whatever means or with whatever instruments for whomsoever or whatever purpose whatever however and whosoever work whoever does by himself or is prompted by someone else to do all that is brahman is imagine and it is like wherever from whatever motive for from whatever motive by whatever means or with whatever instrument for whomsoever or whatever purpose whatever however and whosoever work whoever does by himself or is prompted by someone else to do all that is brahman so everything that we see around us may it be good bad evil negative something that you want to condemn or something that you want to applaud is him so be careful that is why we say don't hate the sinner hate the sin don't condemn because it is all him when you start condemning you're condemning him that is the danger of operating in this world of duality and maya so all that is happening is him everything that we see is him there is no separate demon it's only one because we believe in the philosophy of one one without a second ultimate cause of all the causes ultimate cause of all the causes one beyond the second now prajapati is calling him that you are one beyond the second cause of all the causes a person whatever intention he has if he is prompted also it is you everything that is happening is because you wanted to happen exactly like this there is nothing beyond your control you are fully in control can we actually make a leaf move we can't it is all in his control but we are in this illusion that things are happening and he poor thing is not in control is it possible he is saying no so now he has realized this also and he says some through yoga and some through sankhya yoga is union of the two right so and yoga they say you have to meet yog hona hai connect to him so some through yoga where they say you have to connect to you some through sankhya we did sankhya philosophy in detail when we talked about the 25 elements and one purusha purusha and the 25 elements that form the prakriti we had done it in book 3 so these two where one is saying there is purusha and prakriti one is saying there is name and form and you have to unite be it from yoga sankhya everybody is talking about only you maybe the means are different but the indication the motive everything is indicating towards you only who is who manifests also now abhi tak he was talking about something which is unmanifested now he is saying you manifest also and you manifest when you manifest it is pure sattva without rajas and tamas and you manifest so you manifest also for a big benefit and you are the inner controller who appears as a deity based on our tendencies you are actually only one you are the inner controller there is no two there is no denying but you appear as multiple deities 
all the deities that we worship to based on the tendency of the person who is worshipping. This is the beauty of Sanatan Dharma. They accept that based on your vasana, based on your tendencies, you will be attracted to a certain form of that one divine Lord. But ultimately, through them also, they are reaching you only. There is no to, nowhere. And how? Why is it that one person finds great satisfaction in worshipping a certain form, but the other person finds great satisfaction in worshipping another form? Why? Is one form more powerful than the other? No. All are them only, right? When, when you are worshipping, most of the prayers, especially, you will see, especially when you are doing Ganesh prayer also, you say, what? Ajam Nirvikalpa, Nirakara Rupa, and then you say, Parabrahma Rupa, Ganesham Bajema. That Parabrahma, today I am praying to in the form of Ganesh. There is no two. Now when we people ask us, we get confused. You see, simple. That Brahman, today I am worshipping in the form of Ganesh. That is my ruchi for the next few days. That is okay. So based on your tendencies, on your vasanas, you get attracted to a certain form that is conducive to you. But are there multiple deities? No. There is only one. So saying all this, he is calling the divine Lord. He is saying, please come. And towards the end when he says, May that Lord grant my wish, who resorts to the sole of his feet for protection. You know, he has actually gone to the soul of the Lord. He has surrendered. He said, see, nothing makes sense. And everything makes sense. There is nothing beyond you. And now I surrender. He was, see, how many manvantars of tapasya. And then he tries to create. Not only, it's not a small duration. That amount. And then he finally says, surrender. And then he says, may the Lord grant my wish. Who, though dwelling in the body of all men as their formless inner controller, appears diversified in the form of different deities according to their individual tendencies formed in the previous lives. And in consonance with the system of worship of recent origin followed by them. Even as the air breathes fragments of various kinds on coming in contact with order of different flowers, which is an attribute of the earth, or appears dusky white when the color of the dust is transferred to it. This is a very beautiful statement. Daksh has realized that there is no two. There is only one. He appears different because of our vasanas from our previous births. We have vasanas, if you explain, these are fragrances that we carry birth after birth after birth. They don't go away like a jar of pickle. If you remove the pickle, the smell of the pickle remains, right? So these vasanas we carry with us from birth to birth to birth. Based on those vasanas, we are attracted to a certain form, certain religion. Plus, along with those vasanas, in the situation, in the place where we are born also influences that. But at the end, are there two? No. It is only you. But then, is that wrong? To have multiple? No. Because everybody is different, right? Everybody's vasana is different. Everybody has a different smell. Everybody has a different aura. Everybody has a different inclination. So what is wrong in it? He's saying, I know. 
So it is just like the air gathers the smell of where it is going from. Does not mean the air has an odor. No, it does not have an odor. At the same time, does air have a color? It is colorless. But if it is dusty, it becomes all brown. If there is paint through holy, it becomes all green or red. So that's it. That is the only distinction that we see where there is no distinction whatsoever. And saying this, he's calling out to that one Lord who appears as many but is only one. And who is a controller and in control of everything. There is nothing but him. And now, Shukdevji says that he's calling out with so much of understanding, so much of love, total surrender. Would the Lord not come? Of course, the Lord would come. And the Lord descends. And the Lord is very impressed and he starts talking to Daksha. He said, see Daksha, tumne bulaya, I've come. And try to understand. Again, the Lord is again emphasizing on the same thing. He try to understand there is no distinction in whatever everybody is doing. Do you know what is a Jambudweep? We, we had stopped the geography and we had come to a place called Jambudweep. Now, Jambudweep, we used to feel is the entire earth, right? Now, Usme, we say there is Bharat Vash. And Usme, we say there is Bharat Kat. Okay? We'll do it in great detail, geography. That's why I stopped because it requires a lot of understanding. Now, Jambudweep in itself is not the entire earth only. It is earth that we see, the stool part, the tangible element, the entire thing is Bharatvash. So what is not Bharatvash? What is not Bharatvash? What is not ours? The planets, sun. So on earth, what is not Bharatvash? Everything is Bharatvash. Everything is Bharat. So there was one uh, big uh, mass of land which was known as pan Pancrea or something, which was broken into five parts and all the continents was formed. Mm -hmm. So that was actually Jambudip, right? No. Jambudip ka ek ye part tha. Haan, matlab ek padha hai na ki jab ye hua tha, to ek bada we mistake it by saying that was Jambudweep. Yeah, so. But yesterday when I was reading Akhanda Nanji's thing, it is not the entire Jambudweep. And Jambudweep in itself is not the entire thing. We had sent the synopsis in that there were other islands which are bigger than Jambudweep, seven of them. And they, are, they have been surrounded by seven oceans, if you remember. Yes. Right? Yes. And one ocean is double the size of the other and one yes, is sweet or yeah. sweet and one is salty. We had done that much, right? Yes. So now this Jambudweep alone is not the entire earth. Okay. It is beyond it. Part of it is Bharat Vash. Okay. And that India that we talk about is Bharat Khand. So if we say Bharat Vash, what is not Bharat Vash? Look at the philosophy, look at the scriptures. They never talk about division, they talk about unity. They are saying all is one. And Bharat Varsh is a karma bhumi, jhape you can come and do and reap the benefit. Or it is beyond. Because in others, heavens and all, you can't do any karma, right? You just exhaust your merits. Bharat Varsh is a place. So we think that Bharat Varsh is only that Bharat. No. It is this entire thing 
the mass that we see, the tangible element is Bharatvarsha. We'll go into the depth of it when we do. So even Jambudweep is Jambudweep ka chota sa part Bharatvarsha aur uska chota sa Bharat khand. Now where do we stand? United again. Pura hi hamara. Pura hi Bharat. Where is the distinction? So he's saying, Lord comes and he starts talking. He says ki, there are various forms of worshipping me, right? Now some do tapa. Tapa, may yam and niyam. These are very important. So what he's saying is, tapa is my heart. And he's talking to Daksh. And the worship that we do, the ritualistic worship that we do, he says, that is my body. Because tap karte ho, it is not tangible, right? You can't see it. You can experience it. So nam, yam, niyam, something, all are my heart. Now ritualistic worship, worship which is tangible, that is my body. Because you make me concrete by that. And then mental activity that we do of, you know, forming a mental picture of the Lord is my exteriors. And then sacrifice, the yagnas that we do are different members of my body. And what is the merit? Mind. All the merits that you get is my mind. Is my mind. And then what? All the gods that you worship through different, different yagnas are my vital air. So through all these different things, you are reaching out to me and you are giving me a shape and form. You can't say that one means is better than the others. No. Everything together completes me. And that is me. And he says, Brahma the creator, Lord Shiva the source of the universe, Daksha, Manu, Indra and others are nothing but my manifestations. So where is the question of anything else but Brahma? So he's talking to him and he says that now the thing is the creation will not happen like it happened in at the time of Brahma. Take us manvantar mein he, through himself, through his mind, he created Manu and Shatrupa. That is not going to work like that. Now, you have to get married. And through that natural process of procreation, you'll have to have children. So, Daksh, you've done a lot of tapasya. You're ready. Now, you have to marry the daughter of... Here. Daksh will marry Askini. Okay? And then, you will have children... And through which the procreation will take place in the normal process. In this Manvantar, that is the way it is going to be. And you have to follow the decorum of the Grihastha Ashram. Everything has to be done accordingly. And your offspring will be no weaker than the offspring of Brahma. And that creation was no stronger than this creation of yours. So this is what I suggest. Please go and start the creation as this manner. So the Lord takes... He is the Panchajani, the daughter of Panchajana. And her name is Askini also. So Daksh marries her and the first set of children he has is 10,000 in numbers. 10,000 sons. And now Raja Daksh, what will a right nice father advise his children? At the Brahmacharya stage, he'll say go to Tapa. Now if you, we all, right, we all have a responsibility of procreation. Right? That is the that is the main reason for creation. Procreation. The Lord wants us to procreate. So what do you have to do? You have to do tapa first. Without tapa, 
what is the surety of the kind of offspring you breed so please all 10000 of you go to narayan sagar or narayan sar go there where the prachetas has taken the dips his father himself 10 the prachetas they took a dip and just by the mere taking of a dip in that sagar which is far more greater than any oceans you will be purified totally this is the power of narayan so daksh sends them they take the dip and when they come out they are all purified their their ability is beyond comprehension and they feel that after so much of tap standing in that narayan sagar or narayan sar they are ready to go back and take the responsibility of procreation but at that time who comes Naradmuni comes. Now these ten thousand sons who are ready to go back, follow the orders of his father, who is desperately waiting for the creation to happen, meets. They meet Naradmuni, and Naradmuni is not very keen on sending them back. Huh? So Naradmuni sits down and he looks at them. He says, "What? Your mudas? You will do procreation? You will destroy the universe? क्या पता है तुम्हें universe के बारे में?" what kind of offspring will you breed destruction will be there everywhere when you don't know the divine himself yet do you know the end of everything do you know the beginning of everything you're not fit right and he says now these sons are wondering ki what is he saying and the beauty the way he speaks is there is a single person in this country which you do not know about and there is this hole with no outlet and there is a woman assuming different forms at will man husband of a herald rivers running in both ways houses of 25 materials swans and then he talks about sharp and strong movements independent and revolving and that omniscient father so he's mentioning them he's telling that what do you know about this world kuch pata bhi hai kya and he describes the world in these many words and these these Ten thousand sons are shocked. They thought they are ready. They are pure enough, and they can go and start procreation. He said, "What kind of a procreation will you do? You are not even ready. You are not even fit. You don't know anything. Don't even try." They sit down. He says, "Similarly, without fully knowing the country inhabited by a single person, the whole with no visible outwit, the woman assuming different forms at will, and even so, the man who is the husband of a herald." the river running both ways both forward and backward the wonderful house built on 25 materials the swan at one place which has a strange story to tell and something exceptionally sharp and strong as though made of razor and adamant independent and revolving and without having understood the command of your omniscient father suitable for you how will you proceed with the work of creation hum to creation karne aage nikal jate hain na we are ready we are always ready for creation उसमें क्या चाहिए वॉट डू वी नीड फॉर क्रिएशन वी गो टू द डॉक्टर वी टेक द पिल्स दीज पीपल टेन थाउजेंड ऑफ दैम देर फादर फॉर फाइव मनवांतर सिक्स मनवांतर्स पोअर थिंग वॉज डूइंग तपस्या देन ही गॉट टेन थाउजेंड सन्स फ्रॉम अ लेडी वॉज डूइंग तपस्या शी वॉज नथिंग बट अवाइन सेल स्टिल बीन एंड नाउ दे हैव कम टू द सेम प्लेस वेर देर फॉर फादर प्रचेतास हैड डन तपस्या टू गेट दक्ष एंड दे सेट देयर फॉर years and years and years to do tapasya they come out and this man is saying you're not fit for creation my god then what are we 
and then we crib and complain about the world i think instead of pointing fingers everywhere we should point fingers here we should tell we are the demons who spoil the world what kind of a tap can anybody say that okay this is the tap i went into and when i was ready then only i stepped into procreation na to dawai bhi bhul gaye kya khate they give you tablets na folic acid ha folic acid see and then jyada se jyada kya progesterone and kaun sa progesterone kya hota hai i forgotten the injections of hormones and we are fit look at our thought look at the shallow level of our existence and look at our rich history what are we if we are not the deteriorated version of our divine ancestors and then we cry foul about what's happening around the world that is why they say na point here and make the change and the world will become a better place you are feeding into this world this trash and rubbish what kind of an offspring are you putting in the world khud confused wo dusra aur zyada confused and what will happen fir destruction so this is what he's saying narad in so many words is saying go back useless don't even go you proceed with the work of creation suitable for you how will you proceed with the work of creation ana these poor fellows who have stood there for ages doing the tapasya have a self doubt they are so scared they said what and they start thinking they start thinking the single person the country and the body they are talking about is my body the single person is a lord do we know him no this country is the body of duality and then lord and who is this woman it's our intellect jo kabhi kis desire ke piche bhagti hai kabhi kis desire ke piche bhagti hai we are always running about after objects of senses right lured our intellect our mind is totally running about one thing this gratification in every from gratification from children's performance gratification from husband's promotion gratification for the whatever we have done as an independent entity that is all we are running after our sense objectives so this is this women who is running around after various men and who is this loyal husband forgetting our true nature we follow the intellect don't we follow the intellect don't we follow the desires thinking of them to be real this woman who is not even loyal to one particular desire we keep changing our desires ye mil gaya to wo chahiye wo mil gaya to wo chahiye my god this is a loyal woman literally so they are saying women assuming different forms at will and approaching different people all the time and you forgetting your real essence are running after her sense gratifications and what is the river running in both the directions this is the river of maya jahan pe there is no constant creation creation and destruction go hand in hand aapko lagta hai today you are happy tomorrow you will be sad because you are going after the outer world you have not recognized the self and then house of this 25 materials this purusha we don't realize we think that 25 materials which we done we have done the creation right in sarga is me and we think this house is me and we forget that free agent the purusha and we think that we are free we are not we don't even recognize the purusha and who is the swan there are certain swans right there are certain swans who can separate the milk from water right so how we have to work on separating the spirit from the material the stool the matter are we able to do it no are we able to say yes this is me and this is matter we think we are the matter so he saying kahan se 
Don't procreate, please. He is joining his hands and telling those people, don't stop. You are going to cause a disaster. And what is the sharp stone? This is time. It's sharp. It's sturdy. It is edgy. And none of the fruits that we achieve are eternal. What is the only eternal thing that we achieve? Prabhu Naam, Prabhu Bhakti. Other than that, is anything eternal? Anything that you have here, will you take it with you? There's a saying, no, that there's no jeb in the coffin. And we, full life, we'll spend thinking that everything is eternal. Everything we are achieving, all our achievements will take with us. No. Nothing will go with you. No relations, no material gains, no achievements, no attachments, nothing. You will go alone. And time is that sharp thing, you know. It is cutting your life slowly and slowly and slowly without your knowledge. It's shredding it away. And one day you'll go. What will you take? Nothing that you have invested in. You'll go alone. What will go with you? Something you have not invested time on. So empty handed literally. And have you understood the omniscient fathers? Do you even understand what the omniscient fathers are saying? Who was the omniscient father? Omniscient father. These are our shastras. Have you understood what they are trying to tell you? They are there everywhere. What understanding do you have? Nothing. So Narad is not scolding us right now. He is scolding those divine sages, 10,000 in number, who actually stood in Narayan Sarovar and Narayan Sar for eternity and yet they have been stopped. And when they heard all this, they realized that he is right. We should not go into the material world. We should go in the quest of that single person, the Lord. And you know what they did? They ditched the work of procreation. They said, Daksh, Papa, sorry. And they went away. 10,000 of his sons. Now Daksh is waiting. Hopefully, so many Manvantars he made to start creation. The Lord gave him direction and his sons are gone. Who made them go away? Narad Muni. Now he is very agitated. He does not know what to do. He is so agitated that Brahmaji comes down. And he says, don't worry. It's alright. Have more sons. <coughs> so he says, take it. So he has 1,000 more sons now. 1,000, they the name, they are called the Haryaswaha, my pronunciation, I can't get the pronunciation right, Haryaswahas and Sabalaswas. Okay? So they are there. Now, now thousands of sons come into existence again. Now these thousand do the same thing because it is like the age old tradition, right? You go to Narayan Sagar or Narayan Sarovar or Narayan Sar and you dip and you stand and you do tapasya. So now the thousand sons are sent again by Daksh. Because till you have done tapa to purify yourself, Daksh does not have the courage to go on with creation. He does not want to create destruction. So he says, go. Again he sends them there. Again they finish their tap. Again they come out. And this time Narad does not have to go and say too much. For them he explained everything. He says, see, as younger brothers, you should follow your elder brothers. <laughs> so why should you go back? Your Elder brothers have already chalked out a path for you. So please, what kind of a brother would not follow the path of an elder brother? And these thousands, they said, yes, we should follow the path of our elder brother. And again, Namaste to Daksh and he goes away. 
Now, Daksh by now has lost his patience. Huh? Anybody would, right? Won't we? Himmat karke dekhao kisi ke bachche ko sanyasi banane ki. Sanyasi nahi. Not only sanyasi, you try to divert a child towards God. If the parents see that a child is getting to feel love, they'll pull that child away from the class. So, Daksh ke to bhai, what? 11,000 sons. We can't stand it. Can you imagine your child in a sannyasi's robe? Who? Mayhem. In spite of the fact that he'll get a wife, he'll forget you. You want him to get married. No problem. But no, dare you turn towards God. Dare you don an orange robe. So of course, we understand how Daksh must be feeling, right? We don't want our child to become a sannyasi, right? That is not the agenda at all. Bhagwan, theek hai, time pass. Time mile to karlo, abhi nahi. So, again, Daksh was at a higher level, but he was a higher level version of us only. So, he came back to fight with Narad Muni. And he cursed Narad Muni. Aisa nahi ki haath jod ke bolein ki dekho, aapne mere bachyo ko bhagwan se mila diya nahi. He cursed Narad Muni. And that is a normal thing, huh? You should always be prepared. If you are walking on the path of God, they say be prepared for the worst to come. Short of people coming and slapping you, everything will happen. And soon somebody will come and slap you also. If you are ready to walk the path of God, be ready to get beaten up also. This kind of a path it is. So Daksh went and who? Narad Muni. Who is Narad Muni? The sages of the sage. The most dear to Lord Vishnu. He cursed. He said, you? Useless? In the words he used, he cursed him. And he said, from now on, you will not be able to stay in one place. For more than shan, two shans. You will be going around all the time because what you do is when you stay in one place, you start influencing people in the wrong direction. So people like you should not be staying in one place. You know, you won't have enough time to talk to anybody to feed in God into his mind. But now Daksha is also very logical. Okay, Now Daksha is not like us. Emotionally he is not telling that Narad Muni has done He has a very beautiful logic to what he is saying. Because what he is saying ki, ultimately I agree with what you are saying. But the path you are choosing is different from my path. So he says, Ah, appearing the garbs of a holy man, O wicked one. You have done a great disservice to our youngsters. Our youngsters who were all virtuous. In that you showed them the path of the Lord. You have ruined their interests, O sinful one, in both the worlds here as well as hereafter, while they have not yet been exposed from their three, they have not yet been, actually, they have not yet completed the service of the threefold obligation. Now, there's a difference between him and us. We'll say, my God, sannyas le liya. He'll say, unko teen kaam karne the. Uske baad sannyas lena tha. Now, what are the three works? Nor had they pondered over the futility of the worldly activities. See, he's not angry that Narada has shown him the part of the Lord. He is angry that you have shown him the part of the Lord and you have not let them do these three things. Now, these, what are the three things? That twice-born class, hota, what are the twice-borns? Ek to you are born. And ek, when you take up the Shastras, you are born again. Some say they are Brahmins who wear the Janehus. But Janehu Dharan is when you have taken up the cause of the Lord. Every member of the twice-born class so declares the Veda with a death to the Rishis, the Mains and the Gods. Okay? Rishi ke prati aapka death hai. Aapke purvajo ke prati aapka death hai. 
एंड भगवान के प्रति आपका डेथ है उसको पूरा करे बिना उसको संन्यास कैसे भेजे आपने वॉट इज द फर्स्ट डेथ बाई स्टडिंग द वेदास विदिसी Now he is not saying ki, why did you send my child? He could have had a family life. No, he said he was supposed to study the Vedas with a vow, vow of full celibacy, full Brahmacharya. He was supposed to study the Vedas. That is his debt towards the rishis because he is supposed to take it forward the knowledge. He has not done that. Second, again the debt towards the means we are supposed to take forward the creation. Once he is established, he is supposed to fill the earth with beautiful. Wish, uh, what virtuous children? That is the debt towards our ancestors to keep on going. You know, keep the life and all going on, the world going on. That he has not done. And third, what is it? Performing sacrifices as a debt towards the gods. They are supposed to pray. They are supposed to do yagnas because how do the gods eat? The god eat through the yagnas. हमने आजकल यज्ञ बंद करने करती हैं। वी डोंट डू एनी यज्ञस वी आर सो कि क्या है दैट इज वाई द गॉड्स आर गेटिंग वीक राइट दे डोंट गो अराउंड एंड हैव फूड हियर एंड देयर दे आर फेड ओनली टू द प्रेयर्स वी ऑफर टू द प्रसाद वी ऑफर दैट गोज टू देम सो वी आर सेइंग द डेमोनिक टेंडेंसीज आर राइजिंग बिकॉज यू आर नॉट फीडिंग द गॉड्स इफ यू आर नॉट फीडिंग द डिवाइन वॉट विल हैपन यू आर फीडिंग द डॉग्स सो ही सेइंग दीज थ्री थिंग्स दे हैव नॉट डन दैट इज वाई आई एम एंग्री and they plus they have not entered the world and realize the futility of the world themselves now if i tell you and you listen is it better it is good also there is nothing wrong but if you experience it and then you leave the world you'll never come back to it you might have ki kya pata that doubt if somebody tells you but you experience it and you say it's futile leave it you'll never come back to the world. so he's saying see three responsibilities they have not done plus they have not even pondered over the futility of the world they have not pondered over the futility futility of the worldly activities and were thus unqualified for taking to the path of renunciation because the path of renunciation is no small path for that also you have to be qualified he is saying my children were not qualified agar wo qualified hote i would have had no problems but these things they have not done they have not renounced the world on their own they have been influenced by you they are not qualified so now his see this is daksh okay so his arguments are far more superior than our arguments to a person who is turning their children into saints mercilessly unsetting unsettling in this way the mind of youngsters you have tarnished the fair name of the lord and yet you shamelessly move in the midst of countless as one of us the fair uh, one of his attendants bearing you who has trampled our love and actually shown enmity to us who are not enemies the votaries of the lord are undoubtedly undoubtedly ever anxious to shower their grace on all living beings vairagya freedom from attachment to the world cannot be engendered in the mind of people in this way by you who has assumed the guise of an ascetic without true wisdom even though you regard vairagya as conducive but as means of it is conducive it is a means of cutting the attachment but a man cannot realize bitterness that is painful consequences of the pleasures of senses without tasting them this is a very big point till you taste the pleasure of senses and realize how bitter they are true vairagya will not set in 
सो ही सिंग डोंट इन्फ्लुएंस लेट देम एक्सपीरियंस इट डोंट से कि छोड़ दो छोड़ दो छोड़ दो नो लिव द वर्ल्ड दैट इज वाई इन आर शास्त्र देर आर फोर आश्रम अगेन एंड अगेन आई कीप टेलिंग यू दैट सन्यास आश्रम इज द लास्ट आश्रम विच मेनी हैज स्टार्टेड टेकिंग एज द फर्स्ट विच इज नॉट नेसेसरी आर शास्त्र डोंट स्पीक दैट लैंग्वेज दे से एक्सपीरियंस इट एंड लीव इट योर सेल्फ एज फ्यूटाइल बट देर आर डेकोरम्स फॉर ऑल द आश्रम्स नाइदर डू वी फॉलो द डेकोरम्स nor we understand what is sanyas nor we understand what is vanaprast nor we understand the yes. complexity and the responsibility of the grihastha ashram nor we know how to raise a proper brahmachari but this man knew he is this telling him point by point that this is what i wanted them to do after that they would have left the world as futile and bitter on their own so his objective is no different from narad muni's the way he did it is wrong so indirectly they are telling us also that that does not mean that you have to jump to the sanyas ashram directly easily go through all the ashrams but in the right manner every ashram has a rule book follow that rule book and live the ashram so that you are qualified to move into the next ashram today's brahmachari is not qualified to move into agrista ashram agrista is not qualified to create and agrista is not qualified to move into vanaprastha ashram or never ready to go to the vanaprastha ashram and sanyas is far fetched cannot even imagine sanyas because attachments even at the dead bed the person will be totally attached so what we have just actually we have shaken the foundation itself so if daksha says this to nara that is possible but any of us cannot because we have actually shaken the foundation of even the brahmachari ashram and we are responsible because we the mothers take care of the brahmacharis and it is a very important point we have to think about so saying this he says in as much as you have done an offense against us for the second time oh responsible oh fool responsible for freaking the continuity of our race therefore you will have no halt as you wander through the spheres to cost now narachi was more powerful than daksh right he could have cursed daksh back but he did not do anything but isn't narachi also son of brahma and daksh yes. also son of brahma now daksh me there are two daksh okay the previous one yes son yes nahi nahi previous one was son of brahma this, this is the is same daksh who has prachetas and prachetas are the same people who were ten who look alike who think alike think alike and, and they, they married same woman yes she was the daughter of the woods so that daksha is the son of brahma which came in the so first manvantara actually ha huh? they are brothers everybody is brothers if you look okay. at it right now when you start looking at the creation this is the entire chart which i have drawn yesterday sitting because the next is very complicated where they start talking about so now daksh has cursed narad we go come to that and he says narad muni is very pleased what is the problem he says theek hai daksh ne curse kar diya and because narad muni's objective was very different daksh has cursed him and he is very agitated narad muni has accepted the curse because a rolling stone does not gather any moss isn't it if you keep rolling us pe kai jamegi kya so it is conducive for narad also what we do is when we stay in one place we form attachment mera ghar mere friends mera ye mera wo for a person who lives out of the suitcase where is the attachment is there an attachment one motel to another motel do you get attached to your motels 
because you are a rolling stone there we are going to europe 15 days trip five hotels do you get attached to any of the hotel and say no this is my hotel and i'll decorate it no that is the same way we should live our lives we are not permanent over here we are supposed to live like rolling stones and that is when we will not gather any kai any moss so narad muni was pleased he said no problem you have been very grateful this is not a curse this is a blessing in disguise now that i am not going to be stationary in one place i have so many benefits i won't have a ashram i won't have the headache of ashram i won't have disciples i won't have to nurture and groom them i won't have a family i cannot won't have to be sucked into the family business so he said all in all it frees me it liberates me so you have actually blessed me so i have freed me from all responsibility by saying that you will not stay in one place for longer than a certain duration now narad muni is happy he goes away and that's why we see na narad muni is continuously moving from one place to another saying narayan 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 that's it because he has been freed by daksh of all responsibilities now daksh his work is not done right he has to create 11000 sons gone see having good sons and losing them is a problem right it is very very sad so it is better to have sons who are not like it does not cause any agony right it does not cause attachment also so there is a blessing if your son is ruthless and horrible thank god you have saved me from attachment because it is very difficult not to get attached to a good child right so that is also he says my god why did you give me such amazing sons it is a curse for me now 11000 sons gone then brahma ji descends he said listen don't fret see your sons are taken away right 11000 of your sons are always converted into monks so why don't you do this time instead of having sons have daughters they won't be converted into monks by anybody oh now dakshas fine and this time they have 60 daughters and the 60 daughters are the mothers of all that we see around us 60 of them are the mothers of all that we see around us be it the plants be it the birds be it the animals everything is nothing but these 60 daughters 10 of the daughters were married to dharma right and two daughters were married to bhuta two daughters to angira two daughters to krishwaha 27 daughters were married to the moon right out of which one was rohini 13 daughters were married to kashyap muni and from them everything that we see in that tangible form today is an offspring so if we go if anybody is interested i'll type it out and send this this is the family tree full which is explained in these following chapters but to summarize it everything even the emotions like drona see banu married to dharma was one of the wives was vasu okay 13 of them her son was drona his was married to abhimati and abhimati's children were the different kind of emotions so this kind of a link now from emotions to what we see what we touch what we feel the sankalpas the celestial uh, all the uh, planetary conditions all the planets rahu ketu everything has come out from these 60 daughters of daksh so at the end of it we are all from there these animals and the plants can we treat them ruthlessly they are our brothers and sisters 
briefly if we look at kashyap okay we'll just see vinata one of the daughter vinata is the mother of arun and garud okay kadru the mother of nagas patangi the birds yamini the moths okay and if you go on shashta the horses and donkeys who have uncloven hooves okay and arishta the mother of gandharva surasa the uh, surasa not that surasa okay the mother of the rakshasas ela the vegetable kingdom muni the celestial nymph nymphs krodavasa the mother of reptiles tamra the hawks vultures and all she is the mother surabi the mothers of buffalo and all the beasts where the clue uh, the hooves are not parted right cloven samara the wild animals timi the aquatic creatures diti the mothers of the god and aditi nay no, aditi the mothers of the god and diti the mothers of the rakshasas this is only kashyaps i'm telling you if you go into the depth of all it is mesmerizing and when you start writing it down you realize that my goodness nothing has been left behind nothing has been left behind plus it is important to write it down and understand because it's complicated and everything that we see feel touch no tangible or intangible is but from one so can we be mean to anything around us knowing this fact even the suras and the asuras now again parikshit was amazed because parikshit was told in great detail ki iska beta ye iska beta ye iska beta ye who is interested can have a glance and you will know and the moon did not have any offspring okay moon was the only one who did not have any descendants why did the moon have no descendants because it was cursed by daksh we all know the story right why did daksh curse the moon ंग्रीज So twenty-five daughters plus moon, no offspring. Other than that, everybody is responsible for what we see around us. With what vengeance and with what ruthlessness do we treat the planet and the environment and the animals? Can we actually knowing this fact that everybody is our brothers and sisters? Can we harm the animals in other in any way, or should we protect them? being this their siblings we are siblings one sibling eating the other sibling one sibling destroying the other sibling one sibling cutting the vegetations what kind of and and this we belong to such a religion which is showing us the oneness and diversity every time the only effort of this book so far has been to show us that oneness where we see diversity isn't it different stories different methods different things different and they go on to such details to show the oneness because we are intelligent people right we need proof we need diagrams we need charts for just that so how can we be cruel how can we be unjust how can we harm any living thing with this knowledge think think that is fine
we always say all is one all has come from one love everything whether is tangible or untangible ashutdev ji talks about all this to parikshit and with this he stops saying that although the gods had a guru called brahaspati later on they took their own nephew to be their guru who was this nephew i am forgetting the name they took his their own nephew to kontha is ka nephew what was it anybody remembers uh detya twasta who was that head of the detyas ashokacharya not shukracharya yes me bali not bali where is it i written it i forgotten it now so he ha okay vishwarupa vishwarupa so what happened was parikshit is now when shukdev ji is narrating he suddenly says so this was the thing the de- the devas okay the sons of aditi had a guru called brihaspati but due to some reason the guru left them so they took vishwarupa to be their guru in spite of the fact that he was his nephew and he was a son of he was the son of the son of the son of the daughter of diti and he she he was taken so now parikshit ji again stopped him he said but aisa kya kar diya what did the devas do that brihaspati left them what have they actually done wrong brihaspati was devta's guru yeah and he refused to be their guru anymore and he left the devtas because of anger and in desperation the devtas needed a guru they went to vishwarupa and vishwarupa chose to become their guru in spite of and how why did they go to vishwarupa vishwarupa was younger to them he was the nephew right now devtas are aditi's sons okay diti's sons are the rakshasas and she has one daughter also whose name is rachna rachna married twasta and twasta and rachna's child is vishwarupa so us tarah se they, he is the nephew right so why ek to nephew plus he is a rakshas or a diti son why did they were they were they so desperate that they had to make a rakshas their guru and the nephew younger to them all this what happened aisa kya ho gaya ki brahaspati left them this we'll do in the next session because now he'll start telling what did the devtas do wrong that their guru left them this is what was in store narrating each and every name and all is impossible sitting here it'll take a long time so skipped it but i'll put it on the whatsapp and send any questions any learning any takeaways anything that particularly touched your heart or shook you it's just helping me function how to how how function better in the sense that okay before the class you come with some kind of an apprehension and then it just connects you to that self and you feel that okay you go back fulfilled you go back uplifted and you know trying to do make your life better and 
people's life better around. So it just gives you that string, you know, that be connected and do do the right thing. I still don't get it. Like uh, Naraji was such an elevated soul. Why did he? He knew what Daksh's plan is. He wanted to do the creation, procreation, all that stuff. He knew that this is going to happen, and this is the this is the reason he has been praying for so many manmantars. Then why, knowing all that, why did he deviated those eleven thousand sons? What was was he waiting for the girls to come? Yes, because so that's why once, he wanted the boys to go away. Yes, and plus, Rarand Muni would not do anything without a reason. First yeah. thing, he wanted the girls to come, and these girls. When you look at whom they married, mm-hmm. because these people were already there, established. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. right. So they were all there, and through their union, a certain form of offspring was needed. At that point, you don't understand. What is the need of the time? हम लोग कई बार गलत करते रहते हैं. We keep doing the wrong thing, and God keeps not. You know, many a times He won't give us the result, and we think God is being unfair, or the sage is being unfair. Time is being unfair, but that is not conducive for you. Okay. Don't we always do that? Now it was sixty daughters, which had to be married to so many different people of different characteristics to get a certain kind of offspring which was needed in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Right. But at the same time, Daksh was also not wrong. Both see when two learned people talk, mm-hmm. they might be arguing, but both of them are giving you knowledge course. only. Narad Muni, send them away because that was not their path. Narad Muni knows Adi, Madhya, and Ant. For them, eleven thousand of them were supposed to go into Sanyas. So what happened to them afterwards? They merged into the Lord eventually. Okay. They left the world. Now they renounced the world. Okay. Maybe we'll read about them later. But as of now, that is all They're that gone. is. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, Daksha is also giving us knowledge. He's telling us that कहीं कहीं we read about total Sanyas. You know why? Our grants were re. Brought forth again when Buddhism was in full swing, right? When did Shankaracharya come? Buddhism uh, and all these six, other nine hundred, uh, right? And these scriptures were not being read, were not being understood, and many a people without understanding were taking into sannyas, right? They would leave their families, they would leave everything, they would leave their responsibilities and go. Our shastras nowhere tell us that that is the right path. See. If it is your calling, it will happen. But you cannot say that any of the four ashrams are inferior to the other ashrams. And it is nice to complete all the four ashrams and read sannyas because you've experienced everything. At the same time, Narad Muni must have sent them off because probably they were ahead in their journey, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So they were already done with all this experience. They were fit to merge with the Lord. So. When you look at the dialogues going on in our shastras, they help us. You know how they don't let us form a rigid opinion about anything. You realize it. Yes. You become more fluid. You become fluid and accepting of all things. You won't be rigid. Ki sannyas is wrong. You won't be rigid. Ki grastashram is wrong. It will never let you become rigid. It will talk in both languages always, because the minute you become rigid. You are wrong. The minute you stop being lucid, stagnancy stinks. If you are not flowing, you'll stink. 
Lucidity is what is needed. So everywhere you'll see in our Shastras, they'll always have two views on the same situation. Because they're not saying this is wrong and this is right. Because nothing can be wrong, nothing can be right. And that statement with whosoever, whatsoever, this whatsoever, everything is Brahman. They're saying stop being judgmental. Just because you are sitting here, that does not mean the person who is not sitting here is wrong. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own path. The Lord knows best, right? Who are we to judge? Right? So that is what, that is the beauty. When you read these, you will realize the way they dabble so that you don't become rigid. No form of rigidity because the minute you become rigid, you will turn away from your Satchitanan Swaru because it covers everything. So one thought cannot be right, the other cannot be wrong, all is it. So both point of views are put forward depending on your journey, your vasana. Again they said, it is your vasana. Why she likes a Devi or why she likes Ram, why she likes Krishna or why she mm. follows Buddhism is her own vasana. Nobody is allowed to judge there. You focus on the self, right? What, what we normally do is we forget the self, we start focusing on everybody else and judging them. Not required. Improve yourself. You identify what your vasanas are. You identify what your flaws are. You identify what can make you better and connect you to your Satchitanan Swarup. That is where your journey ends. It is not your duty nor in your control to change anybody else. He is there na, to do his job. He will do his job. You do your job. Your job, a flower's job is to blossom. Now the gardener's job is to do whatever he wants to do with the flower, right? It is a gardener. He might just pluck the flower when it is not blossomed also. Maybe he has an agenda. Or some gardeners will leave the flower, let it blossom and fall their own. Who is the flower to decide? The flower just has to blossom. What we do is, that is the problem in today's world. We are not blossoming. We are making sure that others blossom in a particular way. No, only this is the right way to blossom and that is what causes terrorism. And our Shastras are very careful because they know how fanatic people can get when they talk about religion. So that's why they dabble with two all the time. He said, no. So they will never let you hold on to one point and walk. They always tell in the ultimate the goal is to just chant, right? The goal is Khud ke taraf your goal is towards yourself, yeah, yeah. not towards anybody else. Not to get. We are not responsible. Ki, we are not supposed to say, Tum yasi karo, tum yasi karo. Are, unki vasna, unki icha, unki, unki life. You know yourself the best. Work on yourself. Finish full stop. Anything else? What's the limit of Grahatha Ashram to enter the next Vanaprastha? Brahmacharya, you get married and you enter Grahatha Ashram. Grahatha Ashram. To Vanaprastha? Vanaprastha, when we look at the Shastras, so far, so whatever. We'll be having attachment till we die. So we can't live. Uh, no, the thing is, wherever we are, suppose uh, now physically we don't have to leave anything because we are not nurtured in that manner practice from the very beginning. Practice. We have not practiced austerities like the sages used to practice in Guru Kul, staying in the jungle during the Brahmacharya. They were trained mm. for Vanaprast. Mm. And Vanaprast was a training for sannyas. But we have not. But 
when we should know when our responsibilities are done most of the kings no matter how educated they are they will leave their country to their sons and they go to them yeah but when do they leave their sons when they are mature enough when they see my child is old enough and uh, this right values have already been mm-hmm. inculcated and he will take care of the world properly that's it they don't even wait for the marriage or the children they don't leave now in today's world it is not physically leaving but it is detaching we are done mm-hmm. then all our attention should be towards salvation our responsibilities have been fulfilled when we have raised the child up and he is capable of taking care of the self we have given all the values we have done once the child is independent we enter vanaprastha ashram once a child is independent we enter vanaprastha ashram and vanaprastha ashram se once we are totally ready without attachment that is when we take sanyas because even when you enter vanaprastha ashram the attachments linger on it takes time but consciously when you know that okay the effort is done now the attachments are gone then you say fully asanyasi vanaprastha ashram is just the preparation phase between the grihastha ashram mm-hmm. and the sanyasa ashram but as per the shastras when the person whoever you are responsible to is ready to take care of himself in the right manner your job is done what we do is nahi abhi unko bada karna hai inki shaadi karni hai inke bachcho ko palna hai inke bachcho ko padhana hai matlab it never ends if we keep going on like that it will never end we have to know where we have to stop and then we can indulge we can help but we have to very very it is a very thin line working nobody is stopping but our attachment has to stop and slowly we have to see the world as our own not only our children not only our grandchildren that is what is my understanding from the scriptures so far like bharat bazaar three and all all of them amma the minute the children are independent none of them wait for the marriage also mm-hmm. take it done this happening it's happening otherwise the time is done yes. so this is what our shastras say anything else anything else this is what was the session in fact i i really think that part which really touched me big time today was that 